Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to this Enterprise Fleet Summit. I'm Thomas Watson, Enterprise Trucking Expert here at Freight Waves, and going to be talking about recruiting and demographics today. I'm going to be bringing on Ms. Marilyn Serber. She is a transportation advisor and leader with Enstreet. You may know them as one of the biggest places to recruit your drivers. So we're going to be getting some great insight, knowledge about what's going on. Uh, Marilyn, Pleasure to be talking to you. You know, we have you on Freight Waves now all the time. It's super excited to have you for this fireside chat. Hi, Thomas. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk today about the market and the changing demographics. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having us. We'll dive into the market part first. A lot of times people outside of trucking uh, don't understand the craziness with in a down market, it feels like you get more applicants, but then when the market's really hot, there's tons of freight, it's harder to find drivers. Tell us a little bit about that kind of dynamic. Yeah, so it's exactly right. Whenever the there is a lot of capacity in the market from a driver standpoint, it usually means there is less capacity on the freight side. So drivers feel that at their companies. And so when they start to feel freight slowing down, and miles start to change and things starts to change at their um, existing company, drivers kind of start voting with their feet. They start to go look for other jobs and it floods the market with applications because people are searching kind of for thinking, oh, it's going to be better somewhere else. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be more miles here or maybe this regional is better. Um, Traditionally, that seems not to be the case. And it kind of then just levels out, which is where we've gotten to now. And so it's just a very, um, it's a, it's an interesting market. And then whenever we're in a really good freight environment, frankly, like we were in for the last several years, up until the last like nine months, you have company, you have drivers that are, they're making a ton of money, they're busy, they don't have time to apply for jobs, you know, so there's not as many applications. You also see um, a lot of drivers go to their start their own companies and get their own trucks and kind of lease on and do, you know, lease operators and owner operators. You see a lot of that fluctuation in the market as well in a, in a strong freight environment, which further compounds, right, less company, you know, free driver applications in the market. And I think it's really cool from a recruiting standpoint, because typically I've seen some fleets split them for new drivers and experienced drivers. So a recruiting group will target drivers out of a CDL school or wish to help out if it's a large carrier, but then the existing drivers, I wonder if the applications change as well. Like now in this softer environment, I wonder if you're seeing more uh, existing drivers and maybe less newer drivers coming in, vice versa. So that's really interesting. And, you know, the student driving and hiring drivers from training schools has really evolved over the last three, three to five years. So during the during COVID and even coming out of COVID, and it's and for the most part, it's still standing true. Is a lot of different carriers are now hiring students or entry level drivers. Forever, it was really just your top 
you know, people usually in that top 150 or top 200 fleets that you would see in very rarely private fleets. And now, you know, we see private fleets, we see larger fleets or even mid-sized fleets, local fleets starting to hire entry-level drivers. But it's interesting that you bring that up because we have started to measure now what is the tenure of drivers, you know, that are looking for jobs. And it stands, you know, if the longer a driver has been at a company, the less likely they are to leave. And that, that, that time just continues to go down the longer that they've been at a company. But you do, you will see more drivers in those, in that bucket leave as, as the economy shifts and changes. I think it brings into the the point of the demographics as well. Uh, You know, it's fascinating. I heard back in the day, the average drivers between like 45 and 55, predominantly male. But I do wonder now with changes and especially with the post-pandemic, is the very type of driver who's being recruited changing? Are younger drivers coming in or are we still following this wave of people reaching a certain age? So it's it's really interesting because the demographics are changing. We are seeing a once in a generation kind of shift in business. So now, um, to your point, I when I first started talking about different generations in trucking was in 2015. And at the time, the average age of an over-the-road driver was 55, right? Now the average age of an over-the-road driver is 47. And so it's changed that much in just, you know, less than 10 years. And what we see in our data is half, half of driver applications are 40 or younger. And that is a huge shift from where it was post-COVID. And so we were trending there anyways, but COVID really accelerated that process because folks retired early. Folks, let, you know, if they were older, they went and did some other things. You know, we've also seen um, and continue to see a huge push for technology and digitization and automation and all of those things in trucking. And all of that lends itself to being more uh, friendly to a, to younger generations. And so we've those demographics are changing. Um, millennials, which um, I'm a millennial, you probably are too, Thomas. You know, we're I'm an older one, born in 1982, but I'm 40, right? So millennials are older now, and so they've really become they're kind of becoming that target demographic. And we now have another generation in the market, which is the iGens, and so those are folks that. People really are kind of still calling millennials. It's like, oh, if you're a younger person, then you're a millennial. But we're dealing with two different generations now that are couldn't be more different. And so, um, but we still see the average and the average age of a, a student like coming into the industry in truck driving school is usually like between 33 and 37. So we see we're still getting a lot of second career folk, right? We we're not the majority of our folks are older. We're not getting a ton of the 22-year-olds. Like as soon as they turn 21, they're going to CDL school and, and hitting the road. We still are getting an, you know, a little bit older person in their 30s before they're even thinking about trucking. And I wonder what you see in terms of outreach as well, because it used to be back when I started in trucking in 14, it was always, here's a newer truck. You get a newer truck. And it was crazy to think that me, I'm a, I'm a millennial myself. I'm thinking, well, why is it just uh, you're offering me just a truck? I wonder now, as you see the age go lower, is technology an offering or what are tre- what are fleets using as the carrot to try and lure in this new cadre of younger, more tech savvy? So great question. And it's a fascinating topic. And it's something that, you know, has I think companies have really started to pay attention to, you know, instead in 
we've kind of accepted as an industry, I think, and are starting to really embrace the fact that this younger generation is who we need and now starting to say, we want them. How do we get them? And so to your point about the truck and the pay at this, it's really that's just kind of the baseline at this point to hire a driver. You have to have a decent equipment and you have to have good pay. And so it's it is more about the culture and about technology and what is your differentiator, you know, because one of the things that we see now is people are doing more research initially before they apply for jobs. They're applying for less jobs up front than they used to. So it's a more educated consumer. It's not just, oh, I'm going to apply to all of these places. People are doing their research and finding out what about specific companies they like and that makes that different from other companies. And that's where they're going. And so you see companies doing influencer programs and they're on TikTok and they're on Snapchat advertising for drivers. So if you're looking for, you know, different generations are going to be on different forms of social media. And so you're starting to see people change not only what they're advertising, but where they're advertising. And so you really have to have a a really targeted strategy these days because you have to go to different places to get to different people. And I think also looking at even uh, changes in gender makeup, there was a, a recent 2023 women in trucking study, I think released a week or two ago. It mentioned, I think around 12-ish percent of driver respondents were now female when it used to be even lower. I'm curious to think le- leading into or seeing more females joining the ranks of drivers, is that causing folks and recruiters to change their tactics as well? based on the difference between what maybe a male driver is interested in and what a female driver is. Yeah, absolutely. And that we have that same data. So we're seeing now between 13 and 14 percent of driver applicants are women, which is double what it was even, I think, five or six years ago. And so, um, yes, is the short answer. It's like there's a lot of attention being given to like, what do women care about? They care about safety. They care about training. They care about security. What needs to be different from an equipment standpoint? And you have, you know, FMCSA has a committee, you know, just to study that, like what can make it safer for women. And so you see companies really focusing on those different things and changing policies. I mean, we see companies changing policies whether it's to attract more women, more young people, more veterans, you know, that's another group, right, that you can target really specifically. And so I think that that is the recruiting trend and retention trend is to say, okay, if I need to hire 100 drivers, what do those different, what what's the demographics of those drivers? And then how do I go specifically target those markets? It's no longer a one-size-fits-all approach to driver recruiting. And that's what I'm curious about as well. If you have any advice for fleets that are maybe smaller, large fleets definitely have the data, the analytics, the purchasing power to send out, you know, the the information. For small fleets who are looking to hire and they're still using the old school strategy of 20 years ago, are there any immediate things they can do or look into that may make them more attractive as drivers are using portals, you know, filtering out companies who they want to put in? Absolutely. I would say, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy for even saying this, but Make sure you have a an online application that's mobile first. Make sure that a driver can apply to your company online. That's kind of first things first. I think that you can, you know, make sure you're doing that. And then also something that you can do pretty easily is you can engage on social media. So if you are not, if you don't have an, a brand on social media and you're not recruiting on social media, that is definitely something that you 
you know, you need to be looking at and figuring out how you can do that. And when I say social media, I don't just mean like using Indeed. I mean, you know, what, you know, do you have a Facebook presence? Do you have an Instagram presence? You know, do you have a LinkedIn profile? You know, those types of things. Like those are things that you need to have to be able to um, attract the next generation of worker and, you know, really and to retain them because it's culture building as well, you know, for your fleet. And looking at the final part, retention as well, um, I wonder if you have the data or if, I know retention used to be back in the day when I worked at a large carrier, we would hire somebody, first seat driver, their average attrition rate was uh, 50% would be gone within six months uh, because of the issues with the lifestyle and what they're getting into. Do you see any data on some of the fleets, any best practices that fleets are doing to keep drivers in now that we live in this world where all it takes is a few angry influencers to potentially make your own employees be a little... And the trends are still the same. You know, the earlier on in the driver's tenure, the more likely they are to leave your company, you know, leave the company and you still see the highest turnover, you know, in the first 90 days and then, you know, and from that 90 days to six month measure. But... One of the things that fleets are doing to help really move the needle on retention is they're surveying their fleet. And so they're asking their fleet, you know, what is it good for you? And then they're giving that feedback back to the fleet. So if you're going to survey your drivers, that's excellent, but you have to give them some type of response because if you ask them questions and then you never tell them what you do with that information, you really just wind up pissing them off rather than you know, it being a retention issue. So ask your driver's opinions and then give them that feedback. I think that that is one of the things that companies can do. But also there's things that don't even cost any money, really just kind of cost manpower, especially in a market like this. Communication with your fleet becomes even more important for retention. So if a driver is sitting in a truck stop not moving, that is when they're going to apply for another job. Even if they know it may not be better somewhere else, in that moment, they are bored, they're upset, they don't know what's going on. Communicate with your drivers. Let them know, I'm working on this load or I'm working on this. And even bigger picture, I know it's tougher right now, My miles are slow. Um, drivers appreciate that honesty and they appreciate that communication. And so if you have the ability you know, to have the fleet managers or operations managers or recruiters, whoever that is in your organization that can reach out to these guys and gals and just have those conversations, that goes a long way, especially in this market. I feel like half the battle is just wanting to be heard and saying so. Uh, Marilyn, so excited to have you on and talk to you again. If folks want to reach out to you or learn more about 10th Street, where can they get all of you? They can go to 10street.com or email sales at 10street.com. I am on LinkedIn, or they can email me at marilyn.server at 10street.com. Thanks so much for having us today. It was a pleasure as well. A lot of good stuff to digest. And speaking of which, we have a lot of great content as well. If you missed this, check it out on the Freightways YouTube channel as well. It'll probably be released within a day. That's a wrap for this fireside chat. Stay tuned. <music>